Hello, my name's Rob Barron. I'm the voice behind the author, R.J. Barron. I'm taking over the Old Grey Owls podcast today to talk to you about my new book, The Watcher and the Friend, which is published by Burton Mayer's Books on June the 11th. The book is a YA fantasy adventure aimed at kids of 11 or 12 and older. It's based in the um, seaside resort of Brunswick Bay on the North Yorkshire coast. And it tells the story of 13-year-old Thomas Trelawney, a boy who's struggling to come to terms with the tragic death of his older sister, Grace. The family go on a Christmas holiday to the rectory, an old house in Brunswick Bay, where they used to spend many of their holidays when Grace was alive. While he's there, one snowy Christmas, Thomas discovers the strange parallel world of England, where he encounters many extraordinary characters and engages in a powerful adventure that causes him to learn more about himself and more about his sister. I'm going to read to you the first chapter. Uh, it's quite short, only five minutes long. I hope that you like it and that you'll be encouraged to read more. OK, here we go. The Watcher and the Friend by R.J. Barron. Chapter One. The Boy on the Edge of a Cliff. Clouds scudded across the face of the moon, plump and full against the night sky. He gasped as the wind whipped off the North Sea, its cold, salty tang like the splash of an icy wave to his face. He peered through a gap in the trees that separated him from the cliff edge. Far below, he could see the silvery white breakers wrinkling the heaving ocean. The pattern repeated as far as he could make out, far out into the place where the sea met the sky. He shivered and pulled his coat tighter around him. Turning, he made his way back up to the bench on the footpath that faced the sea. As he approached, the tarnished copper plate caught his eye in the moonlight. He reached out his hand and traced the letters. In memory of Elizabeth Somerville, 1931 to 2016, she was a good friend. He sat down to the right of the plate and looked across at the space to the left. He and Grace had always sat there on either side of the plaque looking out at the North Sea, wondering who Elizabeth Somerville was and why this was her favourite place. They'd made up stories about her, sometimes casting her as a smuggler. Other versions had her as a spy during the war or a witch casting spells while stroking a black cat. Grace had continued to include him in her stories, even when she was old enough to be more concerned about boys and clothes, the time when most older sisters 
didn't bother to hide their impatience with their younger brothers. And even when he had got to the age when stories were something to let go, she had talked to him instead about the world and their part in it as if he were an equal. Tom had taken it all for granted, of course. It was only now she was gone, he fully realised what he'd lost. When he'd objected to the lack of historical accuracy of Grace's wilder stories, she had just looked at him with scorn and said, The trouble with you, Tom, is you've got no imagination. She had been right, as usual. And now, without her, he could not think of any stories about anything. His mind was blank, empty and stupid, stuck in the here and now, just when the here and now was so grim and he was so bereft. He sighed as he rummaged in his pocket for his phone and switched it on. A screen lit his face in the gloom as he checked the time. Six o'clock. He snapped out of his daydreaming with a start. Six o'clock? He should have been back ages ago. No, 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 he thought. They'll go mad. He jumped up from the seat and headed back along the clifftop path, back towards the house, stumbling over roots and crashing through sodden vegetation. But he was too late. Ahead of him, slicing through the trees and the bushes and the darkness, were two dancing yellow beams of light, and then the first frantic cries. Tom! Thomas, where are you? Then his father's deeper voice cut through the wind. Thomas, are you there? Tom! It was the note of desperation in his dad's normally calm, steady voice that made him realise how worried they must be. And he broke into a trot, shouting, Mum, Dad, it's OK, I'm here. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. They scrambled round the bend. His mother threw down her torch and scooped him up in her arms, her sobs beginning to come in earnest. She held him so tightly he could barely breathe, but she whispered into his ear. Then his father enveloped both of them, and for a moment they were a crouching huddle on the path, buffeted by the wind and framed by the moon, the stars and the heaving sea on the horizon. Tom pulled himself free. I'm sorry, I just lost track of time. It's okay. Come on, let's get back indoors, into the warm. Dinner's ready. They walked on down the path, Tom a step ahead of them. His parents looked across at each other, silent, and held hands as they walked behind him. They turned a bend, their backs now to the sea, and after five minutes walked through a large gateway onto a gravelled drive that led to an imposing stone detached house, the windows warm and yellow, with wood smoke rising from the main chimney. The green front door, hung with a wreath of holly and ivy, opened and swallowed them into a world of warmth and light. It closed 
with a sucking sound, tight and snug. Outside, the chill, starlit, wind-blown night was sealed behind them. That was the first chapter of my new book, The Watcher and the Friend, as published by Burton Mayer's Books on June the 11th. If you want to find out more about it uh, and pre-order, go to my website at rjbarron.co.uk and all the details and a lot more are there.